Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join Martin, Dave, Spencer and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People. And welcome back to the T2 Hubcast with me, Martin Johnson. And me, Spencer Locker. We are finally back. Hey. I, I was looking the other day and uh, we apologise to our listeners. Uh, it's been some time. Uh, it's just been crazy, Spence. We've moved into our offices a, a while back, but um, it's just been crazy, hasn't it, since we returned to work in July. And I know there's a lot of organisations out there who might be struggling, who um, there's a lot of organisations who are thriving. Fortunately for us, we have been absolutely manic with the work we're undertaking with customers. Yeah. Um, it's really good, but it has actually meant we've not even had a moment to record any videos or hubcasts of late. Mm. So we finally um, disciplined ourselves to block our diary out and, and, and record a couple of hubcasts. So Spence, <laughs> it's great to have you back in the hubcast room. Yeah, it's 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 good to be back. And yeah, it's it's been a crazy few months, hasn't it? It has, crazy. it has, and long may it continue. Obviously, uh, it's really apt, I think, for the topic of this podcast. Yeah. Um, and the topic of this podcast today is about change uh, and more so about the change we've experienced over the last you know, year, but also the change we're going to continue to experience as we go into 2021 and beyond. Um, and we're sort of going to title it, aren't we, um, Embracing Change in 2021. Yeah. We'll maybe, maybe entitle it that, but I think we'll talk about the whole thing as it stands right now. Because we're, we're doing a lot of work with organizations and we're seeing a lot of different things happen out there. We're seeing some organizations respond really well to change. We're seeing some not deal with it very well. Mm. We're seeing some employees and people struggle. We're seeing some flourish and really rise um, and come to the fore. Um, so it's a real mixed bag. But the one thing that uh, we know for a fact of is that this ain't going to end here. Change mm. is here to stay. And we need to start understanding it a little bit more and, and and start thinking about how we're going to respond to it going forward. Yeah. If I can remind you, Martin, uh, I don't know whether you remember or not, but I think we were one of the first bit, or what, definitely uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, we did a podcast in April. Might have been back end of March. Uh, but we were, I think we were like the first people to do a podcast about the C word yeah. <laughs> and how it's affected, how, how we've got to sort of anticipate change. And now we're sort of eight months down the road. Um, so don't please, please, dear listener, don't think that we're going to be uh, retreading old ground. I mean, yes, we've got to look backwards, but it's in a in an effort to look forwards to prepare Absol- for the future. Absolutely, mate. And, and <clears throat> therefore, let's start with that. Let's let's start with what we discussed last time, and if it's actually transpired. So, if you remember, Spence, on the last podcast, we talked about what was coming. Um, we talked about what change is, why we resist it as human beings, mm-hmm. and why uh, there'll be certain people who respond not so well to it and certain people who will. Um, change is one of these things in, in life. We do a lot of performance psychology. We study human performance. We know about, uh, we have different theories and, and, and research studies in our in our content spends that actually unlock the brain and the reason why we as humans function in a certain way that actually doesn't respond well to change. It doesn't matter who you are, even if you're one of those who think you love change and embrace change, you You've probably managed that over the years, but your internal core functions are are designed to resist change. And it's worth just noting upon what we mean by that. So as animals whose primary function is survival, like any other species on Earth, you know, anything that will cause uncertainty, potential risk, 
will therefore put us in a survival mode, which therefore makes us, you know, uh, act in a counterproductive way at times, uh, or certainly in a in an irrational way, if that makes mm. sense. So if you think about change, change being anything in your environment that changes technologically from a process perspective, change with people, changing cultures, changing situations, that creates risk, potential danger and uncertainty, which by its nature puts you in survival mode. And that's why human beings in a nutshell, Spence, don't respond typically well to change. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, when we start talking about being survival in survival mode, uh, our sort of primary function is to survive, isn't it? Uh, and if that's the case, then we can make a situation where our survival is almost guaranteed, our comfort zone, if you like. So if something changes, then that's the potential to take us out of our comfort zone. Therefore, it threatens our survival, no matter how small that might be. And therefore we may not react very well to it. You make you mention a word there, which is really important, guarantee, guaranteed, right? Um, as animals, we try, we need to guarantee everything in the future for us to feel relatively comfortable, uh, not under threat, and the world is a great place. Yeah. Now, if you think about that, we are programmed to fail, really, because you can't guarantee much in life. You really can't, right? We've talked about this before. <clears throat> so if you think about, let's just fast forward it before we move into the bulk of this podcast. If you think about what's happened in the last 12 months, it's completely taken it even further away from anything, be, from us being able to control or guarantee anything. So, you know, the, the fear of the uncertainty and the risk and the danger around COVID, around Brexit, around a recession, We've had Black Lives Matter movement. We've had a lot of different things that, you know, going back to the general election, it polarizes people. And therefore, we've we've we, we've not been able to fully control and guarantee our own worlds and lives and plans more than ever. And that's mm. why people are struggling. So we, we, we've just experienced it in, for the first time in a long time since potentially the war a lot of unprecedented uncertainty and change. And that's all that's happening. It's human nature. It's entirely normal, right? But what we want to talk about on this podcast, Spence, is if you think this is going to, if you think this is going to change, excuse the, the <laughs> but if you think change is going to change anytime soon and going into 2021, you are badly mistaken. And therefore what we've got to do is we can't change the game we have to change the way we're playing within the game. Certainly. Does that make sense? It certainly does, yeah. Uh, I, I, <clears throat> as we said before, um, but even even as recent as three or four months ago, I think people were start, still saying, we'll be back to normal for Christmas. We'll be back to normal. We're back to normal. Well, I think if anything, the last three or four months has told us that normal is not going to be the same. And now people are going... We'll be back to normal by next summer. Yeah, I'll book. My, I'll be back. I'll be back on my holidays by next summer. Well, it was only March we were saying that about Christmas, right? Mm. So, and this isn't to put doom and gloom on it. This is no. just understanding the complexity of of the situation in the fact that I do believe eventually it will pass, and I do believe that whether we get a vaccine or whether, in, in particularly, I'm talking around COVID, Spence, whether we get the vaccine or whether we get. Um, whether, whether the second wave dips and it just sort of starts becoming manageable and seasonal, whatever. I don't know what's going to happen with it, but I think it, it we will come out the other end of it. But I certainly don't think we're at the end of the road yet. And I yeah. think there's going to be a really big, interesting first six months of 2021. Um, and, and even when that time comes, 
The biggest question is, will we completely return back to normal? I don't think we will. I think this will have a, a lasting effect in many ways on businesses, on families, on individuals. I think we will slightly operate in a different way. And, and some of that will be really positive. Some of it will be really positive. So I think what we've just got to get used to is let's talk about 20 with 21 spends. We're in mm. end of October now. We've got a few months running up to Christmas. We think when we know there's going to be these three tier systems, we're going to experience local lockdowns. We're going to experience restrictions running up to the Christmas period without a doubt. Um, so let's talk about coming into 2021. I mean, what can we expect? Let me ask you that question straight away. What do you think we can expect? As we change, to- Martin. <laughs> we can expect change. This is the <clears throat> this is the thing I think that we've learned over the uh, one of the things that we've learned is that change is inevitable. Did I just steal something from you there? Well, I, that, well, you didn't steal it from me. You've stole it from Thanos. Uh, you've stolen that from Thanos uh, and the Avengers. He always he has that line in is it um, Infinity War or Endgame where he says. I am inevitable. Yeah. You know, okay. and um sorry about that. It slipped out. Yeah, <laughs> it is. But change is like Thanos. <clears throat> yes. It is it's it inevitable, is. right? It is. And um and and that's that's something I think a salient point that we want to get through to people that um as you go into 2021, if you're of the mindset that just hold tight, things will go back to normal, you're of the wrong <laughs> mindset. Yeah. And you're gonna con- continuously struggle with it. Whereas if you go, right, okay, this thing is fluid. This thing's changing weekly, monthly. This thing's going to change. I'm going to be ready to embrace that change and respond in a manner, no matter what it is, where I focus on the things that I control and that I want to achieve, Hmm? even despite the complexities of the change or the restrictions of the change. The people who are getting their mindset uh in that space right now are the ones who are going to flourish. Yeah. The people who are, and that's not just personally in your personal life. That's if you work for your employer, you got to expect change in the workplace as a result of the change in the world. Cause your employer is actually reacting to the situations and being restricted by the situations. What we're seeing at the minute Spence, I think is there's a bit, sometimes there's a bit of a disparity between the employees and the work, work and the workplace and the management and leadership. Cause they think that the organization, the leadership, uh, teams are doing this to them. No, no, no. Mm. They're responding themselves to the things that they're becoming restricted by or having to change by. So we just need to be mindful of that um, because, like as you rightly point out, it's it's inevitable, right? Um, my wind and tide analogy. Yeah, that's good. And go we, down we, that road. We, we uh, drew. A, we did a video of this, didn't <clears> we? It was the three three rule, not three rules. Yeah, three, well, it was three rules in life. Three rules of life. Yeah. And one of them was you can't control the tide and the wind but you can learn to sail. Yeah. And what I meant by that is the the tide and the wind are inevitable, right? You you can't control the power of it, the direction of it, the strength, whether it comes and goes, whether it changes, you can't control that. So if you become a victim um, and you blame the tide and the wind, then you're just going to be floating around, being pulled in any direction and, and, and not making progress. Whereas if you stick up that sail and you leverage the tide mm. and the wind to go in the direction that you want to go, then you can still be successful and still reach destination. And I like that analogy because I think that's what we've got to do going forward through 2021. We've got to learn to sail. Uh, and, and whether it's a personal level or a, from, a, from a business perspective, that tide and that wind is blowing and it's going to change in all directions as we go forward. Don't become the victim, right? Don't blame it. Hmm. Don't become devoid of accountability. Just learn to sail and navigate. And those who do will 
continue to achieve what they want to achieve, without a yeah. doubt. You've got to acknowledge that nobody's coming to help you. You've got to do it. Nobody's coming. It's up to us. Um, it's nice if somebody do. some people do come, and it's nice if people assist you and help you um, and give them give you the benefit of their experience, but you can't rely on that. You've got to be self-sufficient. You've got to be able to stand up and take be accountable yeah. and say, right, okay, I'm going to take control of this situation. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. Um, it might be a case of, you know what, one thing I'm going to take control of is my response. I'm not going to react. I'm going to respond. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <clears throat> and don't get me wrong, we'll always have a reaction because we have a... So there's an internal and an external reaction. It's worth talking about this. So when change happens, it creates uncertainty and potential risk, right? We go into survival mode and we have and we release chemicals in our brain to say, switch on, what does this mean for me? Am I at risk here? So cortisol enters the brain. We, we then have this anxiety sort of feeling that says, what's the potential risk? That is a reaction. Every human being has that. The most confident human beings on the planet have a reaction. We all have it because it's innate in our DNA that that's the way we're going to survive as a species, right? So that's the reaction you're talking about. However, what then happens is how you respond. Now, what the difference in different human beings is, is some people respond counterproductively and irrationally. Some people respond positively. Some people don't respond at all, which is arguably the worst place to be, mm. that indecisive, frozen procrastination piece. So it's a really, really salient point you make, Spence, as we go forward. It's like everybody's going to have the reaction, the chemical response to change, the mm. uncertainty, the feeling of impending doom, the, you know, the, the butterflies. I've got it at the minute. We're, we're, we're about to invest in a property and move house. Mm -hmm. We live in a very, very nice house where we're happy and we've decided to buy somewhere with a bit more land, but it's an older property that needs renovating. I'm completely excited by it, but I'm also daunted. I've got this feeling of, am I doing the right thing? Oh mm -hmm. my God, what if it goes wrong? But, you know, it's entirely normal. How you re then respond to the reaction is absolutely crucial. Responding is an individual thing. Reacting is a human Mm. A human thing, a, a human nature thing uh, in terms of the chemical reaction you have. So uh, I think it's a big opportunity to, for people to to embrace that the reaction happens, but just question yourself, how are you responding? Yeah. And is it serving you well? Yeah. And when we start talking about that, there's all sorts of things that we talk about from a from a, a company perspective, from a from the, the the actual things we talk about when we talk about with clients, like just now when you were talking about that, what came to mind was the um, saw technique. Yeah. Because we start talking about the saw technique, stress, anxiety, and worries, and the different types of worries. We start talking about practical and hypothetical worries. So when you react, you can, you can or when you respond to your reaction, if you like, you can take one or two paths, can't you? You can go down the hypothetical worry or the practical worry. So with a hypothetical worry, you worry about what might happen in the future. Um, with the practical worry, we're actually talking about what we can control in the present. So then you can say, right, well, what can I control now? So you're actually responding positively, proactively. What is in my control? Um, if you start thinking about hypothetical worries about what could might happen in the in the future, you're talking about things you can't control. So that's going to stress you out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then that leads into actions and decisions. So if you're a 
you know, if you're overly uh, hypothetical worrying about consequence, then you maybe take certain decisions and actions that are more focused on avoidance than achievement. So it's like, I'll batten down the hatches. I won't go there. I won't do that. That then restricts you when you get caught up in hypothetical worries. Whereas when you get when you start trying to make them practical and go, okay, I'm worried about this, but to avoid that happening, what do I control that I need to get actionable on to be able to then get back in a in a in a state of achievement? And that is what you need to do through change. You need yeah. to not go down the road of avoidance. You need to try and go down the road of control and achievement. And that takes us straight to challenge versus threat, doesn't it? Exactly. Exactly. So let's go on to personal and business. Um you know, from a personal perspective and from a workplace perspective going forward, um, change is gonna is gonna be upon us. So we've discussed what change is, we've discussed why we resist it, we've discussed the different things that have happened over the last 12 months that have really caused us to to, to you know to be in an ever-changing world. We've then talked about 2021. It ain't changing, it's inevitable, it's like Thanos, right? And <laughs> and if you if you're not of the mindset of understanding that this is here to stay for a while, then you, you're going to be caught out. We've then talked about, um, you know, we're all going to react to change in in a slightly negative way because of the way we're programmed, the way our innate function to survive as a human species is is always going to, you know, lead us to worry about uncertainty and risk and danger. Um, however, the way you respond to that reaction, i.e., I'm going to completely try to avoid consequence and disaster, or I'm going to actually rein this in, focus on what I control and what I would rather achieve and use the tide and the wind to my advantage, that's where people get productive during change. Um, but from a personal and, and business perspective, I guess there's a couple of things that we just need to be mindful for in 2021, isn't there, so we can com- you know continue to get the best out of ourselves. I guess the question, Spence, is what do we actually... From a personal perspective, what do we actually control when it comes to change? Perspectives. So you control your perspective over a situation. You control your thoughts. Yeah. I think that would be safe to say. <clears throat> I think perspectives comes under thoughts, really, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. 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 So if you can control your thoughts and your perspectives, like we've been saying, then you you got a better chance of controlling your decisions and actions. Yeah. Now, we always talk about decisions and actions. I mean, it's... When you strip us back, you can go, you can try and get really clever with all this, but every piece of work we do, if you think about it from a leadership perspective, sales, customer service, personal development, exec coaching, whatever it might be, every piece of work we do with teams and people is around getting them to make better and more productive decisions, which will lead to more productive and better action. Yeah. Which will drive success. Yes. Certainly. Decisions and actions are everything to me. Yeah. It's the one thing in life that every human being controls or can control. But to 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 get yourself in the state of mind where you can make decisions and take action with confidence, you've got to control your thoughts. Certainly. And your perceptions. And that yeah. comes from what we've everything we've talked about so yeah. far. The other thing that's worth throwing in there, Spence, is time. Yeah. Okay. Time for me, it's like. Do you control your time, do you think? You're asking me? Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a question. Do you think human beings have control over the t- their time and where they spend their time? I think human beings have more control over their time than they might think. And I think some human beings hide behind the fact that they don't have time. Yeah. I agree totally. But 
when you really strip it back, I, I guess if, if you're listening to this and you work at a, a place where you have a, a standard 12-hour shift, you know, my wife works uh, for the NHS. She does 12-hour shifts. She Does she control her time during that 12 hours? Um, well, you could argue she still controls it because she chooses to work there, right? She can always make that change if ever yeah. she wanted to. But the, the reality is, is maybe you don't in that context. But outside of that, the, the two or three shifts she does a week, she controls all of her time. So for me, it's like, you know, on a personal level, as well as controlling your, your thoughts and your perspectives, which then lead into your decisions and actions, you do control more of your time than you think. Yeah, I agree. And where you spend that time in 2021, whether it's looking after yourself personally outside of the workplace, whether it's spending time with family where you can, whether it's focusing on the things that are going to give you fulfillment, whether it's focusing on the things that if you are nervous about contracting COVID and you might be slightly overweight or have diabetes or an autoimmune condition or whatever it might be, you control what you could do on a daily basis. So should the event come where you do catch COVID, you're in a much stronger position to ride it out, right? Yeah. So this is what I'm talking about at a personal level. Think about in an ever-changing environment, what do you control? What decisions and actions are you going to take with your time that's going to allow you to plow through in a more productive way? Hmm? Certainly. that 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 All those things there, all knitted together gives you a chance to, to to reassess your priorities, get your perspective, your thoughts, um, prioritise what is important for you, whether it's at a personal level, whether it's at a professional level. Um, what are your priorities? Uh, you know what? There's there's some people out there that have not prioritised correctly um, and, uh, and are paying the price for it. Um, but even then... You can then gather your thoughts and go, right, I made a mistake there. We all make mistakes. We all mess up. But now it's how you deal with that. What are you going to do with it? Yeah. You can sit there and you can cry into your cornflakes about it and go, woe is me. Um, or you can actually sort of say, right, I need to do something about this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. From a business workplace perspective then, I mean, a lot, all of that still applies because mm. even though you go into the workplace or you work for an organization, you're still in charge of your own perceptions, thoughts, behaviors, actions, decisions. Decisions might be questionable. You know, you, you do make your own personal decisions in the workplace, but there are certain decisions you can't make about certain things in the workplace. I get that. Um, time, you control some of your time. Depends on the organization you work for. You're either empowered to control your time or you have a set amount of time where you must spend in certain places. Yeah. But a lot of that personal stuff still is relevant in the workplace. But a lot of the workplace stuff is about the things you don't control. So this is the way I make the difference, Spence. I think tips from a personal perspective going into 2021 is focus on the things you control, Yeah, like we've just said. Mm. For me, tips for people operating in the workplace in 2020 is focus on the way you're going to respond to the majority of things that happen in the workplace. Because you don't control everything. No. You don't control all the decisions the leadership team make. You don't control the restrictions that the organization become under. Mm. You don't control whether you become a remote-based worker or an office-based worker or a hybrid worker. Yeah. You don't control many, many things. But what you can do is respond to them. Yeah. So I think in the workplace, I think there's a real um, opportunity to look at 
stop getting frustrated at all the things that are happening around you and really focus on the way you're going to respond to them. Hmm. Does that make yeah. sense? It does. It does because um, I suppose when we start talking about inevitability and we're talking about inevitability, not necessarily from the, from a, a COVID or a Brexit or a recession perspective, but of the decisions that are being made at work that you have no control over. Well, you're going to have to do whatever they decide to do. If you, I mean, I say, I say that you've got a choice, haven't you? You can either keep your job or you can leave your job if you don't like it. Mm. But at the end of the day, um, if you, if you are being told you've got to do something, whether it's a workplace thing, as in working from home, working from the office, uh, or whatever, you're going to have to do it. So you may as well get your head around it and throw yourself into it. Yeah, because. Life's, life's too short anyway. Um, you don't want to be doing it and being miserable because that's just going just gonna to ruin it. So you're doing it, just get your head around it and, and throw yourself into it. Change your perspectives. Mindset is, a, is a, everything. It's everything. Yeah. When you are of the, of the mindset that um, you want to achieve something and do it, you know, I always use Tony Robbins' as example of, um, of if you want to take the island, then burn your boats. Because if you burn your boats and you've got no option but to take that island, you will. Human beings have an incredible amount of um, uh, of ability, right, when it comes to the fact that you have no option but to achieve what you're setting out to achieve. When you've got the fallback or when you've got a slight doubt or when you put a plan B in place or when you're – it's an amazing thing that what happens to performance. Do you know what I mean? So it's like absolutely get cast iron in your mind about what you want to do and what you want to achieve, and you'll uh, and it's an amazing thing when you've got any doubts or when you're trying to say, well, if that don't work out, I can do this, and if and if you know if I I'm not too sure about that, so if I just focus on not taking any risks and just being, it's always going to catch you out. It really, really is. So I think that's a and you know what, anticipate this is going to happen. So part of your mindset is anticipating that. There are, there are going to be there is going to be more changing challenges mm. because people's operating models are changing weekly, if not daily. Yeah, and even right now we sit on October the twenty sixth recording this podcast, and from July to September we thought we were coming out of this <laughs> and, and and motoring, and now it feels like we're building up to more restrictions and all the rest of it. But I'm fully anticipating now that. That's happening. So every week, the goalposts have been changed. We're seeing face-to-face -face delivery change to virtual within a 24-hour period because someone's tested positive for COVID in, a, in, in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So they've got to isolate for 14 days. You've got employees out there, if you're an organization who's someone in the, your child's class at school has tested positive, and now your child has to isolate for 14 days so you can't come into work, yeah. right? It, it, this <clears> thing <throat> is changing daily, so... Operating models have to be agile enough and flexible to be able to morph and change with that. But more so, people's mindsets and attitudes within the workplace have to be as agile and as fluid as that Yeah. to, to cope with that change. So it is, I think, going back to it, personal from a personal perspective, focus on the things you control, how you think, your decisions you make, the actions you take, the time you have and where you spend it. From a workplace perspective, think about how you're going to respond. Right? How are you going to respond to operating models changing, to um, you know restrictions coming into place, to your job spec might slightly change at times, right? And just start thinking about, don't get caught up in that uh, negativity 
uh, where you're in a threat state and you're overly focused on the consequence and then that creates another new with your organization, et cetera, right? And I think that that's, with a couple of minutes left, Spence, that's mm-hmm. that's the key point for this one, isn't it? And I just want to reiterate that and I'll take it 30 seconds of any comment from you. Embracing change in 2021, you've got to get your head around it. Change is inevitable right now. Um, we resist it because it brings uncertainty risk and that puts us in a survival mode, which is our number one innate function. So it's entirely normal. Um, w- things that have caused change recently, recession, COVID, Brexit, politics, everything is causing uncertainty. So we're experiencing change more than ever. Um, there's going to be more change coming in 2021. We're getting to the end of it. And uh, just remember that wind and tide analogy. You either put your sail up and you start making it work for you, or you continue to mourn and become a victim on, you know, of the change. From a personal perspective, think about your thoughts, think about your perceptions, the decisions and actions you take, you largely control, and that will have a huge um, you know, uh, repercussions on the way you go forward. Think about your time and where you're spending your time, you know, outside of the workplace in particular. And from a workplace perspective, it's about responding. It's not about you can't control as much in the workplace as you can in your life but you can respond in a really, really positive way. And I think if you do that, you will then morph with the ever-changing business models of the workplace and you'll come out of it in a good place. Yeah. Any final comments from you, Spence? Was yeah, just, just that um, when we start talking about stress and anxiety, which is a big thing in, um, in, in, in the world at the moment, particularly with this constant change, one thing that we find is a thing that feeds stress and anxiety is a lack of control. So when we start talking about controlling our thoughts, controlling our perspectives, you're actually self-medicating. You're actually taking control, um, not only of what you're doing personally and professionally, but your mental health. The, and, and and you're taking back control and, and increasing your capacity to cope. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. Spencer Locker, enjoyed being back in the room. I'm yeah. sure we're going to record some more stuff in, in in the future, but we just wanted to start off with change, given that, you know, it's a key topic at the minute. And just, you know, listen to this podcast, come off it and start taking control of your thoughts, decisions, actions, etc. And you watch the game change. So Spencer Locker, thank you very much. Cheers, mine. And we'll be back shortly with another T2 Hubcast.